Priscilla. We have Bruce live in the locker room in Tallahassee celebrating on the field with the Fleur's <laughs> And, and I don't know why, but like we were able to run the ball so well in the first half, to, especially to the left side, and then all of a sudden we started to abandon it. And like I said, it, there is some inconsistency. How are they going to approach this game? How are they going to beat this Florida State team? Well, we're going to break you guys. Um, and, and okay, I, that's it. The show's <laughs> over. In, 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 in the story, we're going to break you guys. Look, and, and I, I'm joking, but it's Lord, the climb, the climb continues, KB. Oh my okay. God! I am sweating. I am... Look, look at my heart. Look, I, I, look, I, look, look, look. You know what? Yeah, I, I have so much to say. Alrighty, and welcome back to Central Sideline 365. As always, I'm the KB. I almost said the old man. And with me, is there something going on on your end there, old man? Got too many devices going on at one time. No. But as no. we, as with me as always, is the old man back in his home studio, <laughs> doing my way. electronics. Yeah, too many electronics sometimes. But uh, hey, yeah, well, <laughs> well, here we go. What, what what would you like to bring up? What would you like? I was going to say in my day. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot less. Uh, but yeah, we're here after a big win uh, on Saturday, 41-16. Florida State takes down Wake Forest and breaks that three-game losing streak to the Dickens, which is nice to get off their chest. They'll once again try to break a little bit another small streak against Pittsburgh this weekend, but we'll dive into that later in the week. Uh, but yeah, we're here to grade the performance, go through uh, some couple of stats that we saw here and there, some some little. Uh, little highlights from that uh, game on Saturday. And, uh, yeah, because we haven't discussed it together, uh, we want to discuss it with you and get your thoughts uh, before we get head into the next week here and uh, head on to Pittsburgh. Uh, but before we dive into that, we want to thank you for being here. Uh, bring your comments to and questions and, and what you uh, what you saw on Saturday that maybe uh, some other people aren't discussing. Um, but, yeah, before we get into that, is there anything that you want to discuss, old man, college football-wise, that you saw this weekend or observed around the country? I, there were some couple of close games, Oklahoma once again, uh, they've been struggling the last couple of weeks, and finally uh, they they took that they loss. Um, and the the surprising thing there, though, that I think people are a little bit upset about is, well, it took a little bit of dive in the rankings. Now they're ranked number ten. It will be interesting on Tuesday to see where the college football playoff committee does rank them, uh, because last week or two weeks ago against UCF, they escaped that game, thirty-one to twenty-nine, and then this week, obviously. They lost on the road at Kansas, um, who's a decent team, is a good team, playing with their back and quarterback, but they, they pull up the win against Oklahoma, and that, that looked like it was bound to happen to Oklahoma. Um, they're ranked number 10 now in the AP poll, I believe, uh, but it will be, you know, some have projected Oklahoma still in the top eight uh, in playoff committee polls. We'll see what that what the show shows us tomorrow when the when that committee does get their first rankings out. Um, but what else surprised you? I mean, Florida got dominated well, by Georgia. What yeah. else did you see? This Let week? me go back to the Oklahoma game. They're done. I mean, they're not going to make it be. in the top four. I mean, there have to be a catastrophic failure of the top four right now for Oklahoma to have a have a shot. So they don't even they're not even in it. Georgia's still the reigning champion. 
you know, you got to go through Georgia to take them down. Okay. Now they're going to have to face likely Alabama in the uh, SEC championship. And if that game were to be close or an overtime, a one point win by Alabama, you could see Georgia hanging around and in the top four. And it's kind of a scary scenario. And so I watched that game. You know, I also watched my, my uh, Colorado Buffs. You know, I watched the Colorado Buffs. Uh, you know, they got beat again. They played better. They played somewhat better against a pretty good UCLA team. And uh, But the, the big thing there is they don't have any guys on either side of the line, period. Why? Okay. Why, though? Well, I think it's because uh, it's Did a first them all year. Off? Casey Ross yes. has how many snaps? It does. No, come on, come on. No, no, no. Well, this show's not going to be about Colorado. Well, all I'm, say, all I'm saying is they don't have any. Listen, listen. There's not. My point is this. His Sanders, the quarterback, was getting crushed and i know you don't like anything about colorado you don't like the like sanders dad. Dad but he's a good he's a pretty damn good quarterback. He's a, good quarterback he's a pretty good quarterback but he has he is getting crushed and he doesn't say a word he's he's a damn good team player all i'm saying is this across this country there is not enough solid and good offensive linemen around here for everybody to fill their ranks including Florida State, okay, because I think our line is average. Now, they've looked better the last couple of weeks, but we're playing basically nobodies, okay? We're playing cream puff. Now, what I want to see is our offensive line stand up in the coming weeks. Pittsburgh's the last tune-up, last tune-up, okay? But, you know, offensive linemen are a premium. They're very hard to judge coming out of high school, and it's very hard. Casey Roddick, Casey Roddick, had some miscues in that game on Saturday for us. You know, there was a couple of plays. A guy went right by me. It looked like he didn't even see him out of the corner of his eye. It's like those horses that have blinders on. Well, it's not my guy. There he goes. I don't get that. I would say, I would say to my offensive lineman, if a guy's a bigger threat, hit that guy. You know? I mean, it, it just, I think the play, he blew... Their defender blew up this uh, play we had going on. It was a toss sweep. Oh, he came through there untouched. It was unbelievable. We, we okay, that's, that's what I saw. That's what yeah. I saw yeah, we'll discuss, in terms of other games. Yeah, we'll discuss. Yeah, we'll discuss the playoffs at the end a little bit because that is obviously happening tomorrow. And we'll get the first preview. Oh, we'll get the first rankings out tomorrow. Um, but the only other thing that's on the landscape of college football, and we kind of discussed it last show last week, uh, was the Michigan situation because that is probably the biggest story heating up. Heating yeah, up. and it continues to heat up, like we said. We thought, you know, it, it, it was hot last week. It's hotter this week. The biggest news out of that is that Michigan has retracted their contract extension to Jim Harbaugh. Just uh, in case. Which I think is a big <laughs> development there, that there there is some worry um, that, you know, they're guarding themselves. And, and I think taking that money off the table is a decent sign that there is more fire than smoke here. Um, so, yeah, it, it, once again, it – the NCAA, we know the NCAA. We, we things are going to be yes. slow to come out. We, we this may take six weeks or it may take six years to it could go into come. next season. Exactly. I mean, Michigan likely will be in the top four for the next couple of weeks until they play Ohio State. 
Um, but if they win that game, they're obviously going to probably be in the, they'll be in the national championship or, or in the, be in the, in the playoffs. So, and I don't expect this to be wrapped up before then. So it will be a cloud overhanging, but it will be likely determined. Does he just basically say, I'm done with this. I don't want to deal with the NCAA. He, and he leaves, or does he say, prove it and, and just let, you know, say NCAA, you prove, you prove it beyond a reasonable doubt. So it'll be interesting. Once again, every week, it seems a little bit more comes out, a little bit more comes out. Um, but that contract extension being taken off the table, that money being taken off the table, I wonder if that incentivizes him at all to say, well, I'm done with Michigan because obviously that contract, you know, that's a lot of money to lose off the table. Uh, I wonder if that incentivizes him to make a decision faster uh, while all of this plays out. So that was interesting. But Let's talk about the Florida State game. Let's talk about what we yep. saw on yep. on Saturday at noon uh, in Winston Salem. So, I think a lot of positive from that game. You can't you can't be unhappy with the performance of what we saw on Saturday. You win forty one. Uh, you know you know, you cover the spread. You went by twenty four points, right? Um, you forty one sixteen. Forty one sixteen. George yeah. Travis had the hell of a game. Um, you know, one of his I think it's highest passing game of the season, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, three hundred sixty yards, three touchdowns. Another fifty-five or another uh, another thirty with his legs and a touchdown with his legs. So four overall touchdowns. Five hundred and eight total yards in the game. That's Evolve. dominance. Yes, that's absolutely. dominant. I mean, for the team, for, for the, the team. team, for the team. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was a dominant performance offensively. Absolutely, your defense once again shined throughout the day. Gave up one big. I mean, that one big run. By Wake Forest accounted for a quarter of Wake Forest's total offense for the day. Yeah, that was the big. That was the big chunk run, fifty-one yards. Yeah, fifty-one yards, and that what that accounted for over a quarter, I believe, of Wake Forest's total yards, which is or close to. They had two hundred ten yards. Yeah, that was disappointing. That that run with a minute. No, there was a minute to go in the half. We're up ten to nothing, and they break this run off. I mean. Yeah, I mean that's that's that was on the the what do they call it the slow mesh RPO, which I'm not impressed by. I don't think Florida State's defense was impressed by it. They did get a lucky run. Yeah, they got a lucky run. Like you said, they let it happen one time and didn't happen again. So once again, they contained the damage. It happened one time, and after that, it didn't happen again. We talked about that on the previous show. Those were the type of plays you couldn't let happen consistently because that was the only way White Force was going to be able to compete with you. And I don't think the refs influenced that run. I don't think they missed a holding call, a blindside block. You know, I, you know. Um, but I don't think we thought Wake Forest would be able to compete past the ball. Mitch Griffiths, whether I, I don't know if that's the future of quarterback at Wake Forest, but he was having a rough day in the pocket. Jared Burris, Patrick Payton, they were having a field day. Guys inside were having a field day. It was they were making his life hell. That there was no pocket for him, and he wasn't making great decisions. So I and in the commentators and, and I think people wanted to see Santino play more, but that kid wasn't gonna be able to do anything against Florida State either. Let, let's just be honest. Yeah. It, it was gonna be a rough day, whoever they put back there, just because one, they lacked the skill position players to make big plays. Two, that offensive line for them was not going to hold up against the talent that Florida State has. It, what would we have total of five sacks, I believe, in the game, um, uh, 10 plus tackles for loss. It, it was just a dominant defensive performance. And that's something we've consistently seen from this defense for most of the season. This defensive line has shown up. It may not always show up in the sack stats. The sack stats, like I said, don't always tell you the true story. But on Saturday, they did. They, they came. They were able to bring it home, bring the quarterback down, along with putting, bringing pressure on him. And I think your defensive backs, backs played very well, too. I think Fentrell Cypress, I, I called him out a couple of weeks. 
and said, I, I think he's a little bit overrated from what we got from him. You know, he's supposed to be one of the top five, I think, transfers that was coming into Florida State. And I thought a couple times early in the season he got beat. He looks out of position. Da, da, da. But I think in coverage the last couple of weeks, he's been pretty solid. He's been right there to make a play on the ball. And he hasn't given up a big pass. And I think this was a good week. He was draped all over his guard. You know what Bernardo Green does? The guy is blanketing people. Um, and they're not letting receivers. So kudos to kudos to Cypress, kudos to Ronaldo. All of them, all of them in the defensive backfield played a great job as well as the linebackers. I, I don't think you can complain about outside of that one big play, which, you know, it happens. But outside of that, they only gave up 16 points and only seven in the fourth quarter, which I believe they've only given up now one touchdown in the second half since Clemson. I, I, think, I believe that's a stat now, which is which well. Is get, yeah, well, I, I agree with you. I think our defense was solid. I think that this is another solid performance. They're starting to peak. Okay, I want to say that, you know, with some caution. They're starting to peak right when they need to as we turn the corner to the most crucial part of the schedule now. So I was I was not early in the season. I had my skeptical eyeglasses on about our defensive line in particular. I am now starting to get very confident with the rotation of these guys. And I see the young players who have really come on now. Now you can put Farmer in there. You can put... Uh, uh, Fabian Love in there. He's not a young player, but you've got uh, you got the whole the whole group. I mean, now. Malcolm Ray, he's Malcolm well. Ray Briggs. Really well. You know Briggs. You've got you've got about six to eight guys you can shift in there, and 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 it's really coming together with Verse and Peyton and blah blah blah. The defense now is starting to come together. They've got one more good game here to tune it up against Pittsburgh, which we'll talk about later in the week. But they dominated the defense. Like I said, Wake Forest had 128 yards rushing. 51 came on one play. So that kind of offsets that a little bit. But they totally dominated this Wake Forest offense. And I was impressed. I was impressed from the secondary right down to the interior line. And uh, uh, Fisk, again, he is mauling people in there. He is mauling people. Him and Lovett in there together look like a great tandem now. And they're getting their rest, too. They rotate other guys in, and it's perfect. It's yeah. perfect. I mean, you played six defensive tackles uh, uh, this weekend. Once again, you played six defensive tackles. You played six defensive ends. You're yeah. getting a lot, like to your point, a lot of guys and a lot of guys quality reps, and that's what you want. This defense was able to get a lot of secondary guys in, and these reps are going to make a difference when you play deep, hey. deeper in the games. And and that's why too, I think Florida State has thrived deeper in games because that depth comes into play. You have finally for the first time in you know, three to five years, you finally have quality depth and depth with some bit of experience that can come in and there's not a huge drop off in, in talent or, or the ability to make a big play. I, I, mean, I look think, at Byron yeah. Turner. Look at Byron yeah. Turner Byron came Turner. in he was making plays. I think he yeah. had one penalty, but yeah, his yeah, ability to make a play, he was able, there was no drop off. There was no major drop off in him coming in to be able to make plays for Florida State. Just I like, think where we might have a little bit of a drop off is in the linebacker core. If we lose a guy in there, we're staying relatively healthy there. But uh, Graham was in there making some plays as well. Bethune's always in there. 
Uh, you know, London. So Graham got a sack. Graham got, well, they didn't credit him, right. but I, I Graham made a big play in the backfield. But like you said, these reps, like, but you're 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 right. If we we can't afford to lose to low trip Bethune, in my opinion. If, yeah, it, for some that reason, could hurt. Happens, that could hurt. We've yeah. gotten lucky in that department. Right. But it's great that Omar played 22 reps. He had 22 reps this weekend. That, yes. you know, that's a lot of experience. Blake against. Nicholson was in at the end of the game. He's yeah, getting he seven, some reps in there. He got seven snaps yeah, this weekend. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? But there, these guys, listen, when you're playing as a coach, you're not only playing for this year, you're playing for next year too. Yeah. You're, you're, you're always thinking if a guy's ready, as the assistant coaches know, if a guy's ready, they know if a guy's ready to play or not. If yeah. not, you're not going to put him out there to embarrass your team or embarrass him. Okay, so the guys they're putting out there are ready to play and they're showing up and they're making plays. And and I've been impressed by this defense the last couple of games. They got another tune up to get it ready for the law for the big push for the big push. And, and to your point, you've said offensive line. Blah, blah, blah. You played, I believe, 12 offensive linemen this weekend, which is great. Once again, a lot of them were in the end. You know, I mean, but they once again, the you end. got to a place where you can get I those guys in and get I game understand. time reps because it will make a difference. But for your main, for guys who got 20 or more snaps, you had right. seven guys who got 20 or more snaps this weekend. Right. Emmanuel, Scott, Harris, Jones, Byers, Smith, and Roddick. You, you got, you got. You got multiple of these guys. Like you said, you're playing seven deep on the offensive line. But we had a lot of tight ends playing Estes in there. You had, set, you had more tight ends who played this weekend than receivers. Right. I mean, that's that's the flip side of that. I mean, you had seven tight ends versus three receivers who played this week. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was just an overall great, great effort, you know. And we're hard on this team. We're hard. But it, we're going to call it like it is. And and we, I thought they had a really really good outing, and I expect the same next week. I expect the same week. I don't see any letdown in this team. I think Coach Norvell and staff has them focused. It's one game at a time. That's how we approach it. What is the past is the past. Forget the record. Forget all the media. Forget these guys like us sitting here chatting away. Focus on your on your business. Play your game. And if you do that, you're going to come out well. Now, here's one thing that I didn't like, and that was the penalties. Nine for 115. Now, are the refs out to get us, KB? Are the ACC refs deliberately trying to get us? Are they Maybe. incompetent? Do they Maybe. not make calls on anybody else? Maybe. I saw that watching games and Twitter the whole weekend, right? I saw everybody complaining about refs when their team was losing or something. I wrote a tweet that says, we complain about ours even when we're winning. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know how you feel. I mean, but that 115 yards, Norvell hasn't said much about it. You know, I mean, I saw penalties that looked legit to me. They looked like it was worthy of a flag. Yeah, I, I I think there's obviously things you can clean up. Of course, uh, of course. You, know, there's, there's you can some... cherry pick certain ones. Yeah. yeah, and the thing is, right now it's not hurting you. It, it is sometimes getting you in some second long, first and long situations. It's making it harder sometimes on your offense to make those plays, or it's bailing out the other team and sustaining their drives. But this weekend, it didn't hurt you. Obviously, I feel like we've had multiple hundred yard penalty yard games, and that that is definitely something that has to be cleaned up. Um, now, some of these plays, you could say they could go either way, and some rest may call them, some rest may not. But once again, it, it's it's not it, it's not it's not changing the outcome of the game ultimately, right? 
Um, so I'm not going to focus on it now. Once again, these no, calls I, go either way. And, and it's some of these calls are, are just like, I don't know. They feel like human nature calls at some point. And, and I'm not a referee, so I'm not going to. I don't, I don't feel like the decision I'm not going to focus on, it, right? You know, I, I'm not either, because, but I am focused on the number. I'm sure the coaches, yeah. they break it down and they look at it and they say, yeah, it's legit. And they talk to the players about it. But we haven't had any of these cheap sideline shots, you know, where you're getting 15 yards. I haven't seen a lot of that. I haven't seen any punches being thrown, crap like that, that can cost you a game. The penalties we're getting are more play-aggressive plays you know where we're trying to make a play and maybe we get flagged for something but overall uh we i'd like to see us reduce that number a little bit i think that would be good the other thing i'd like to see us do and i i I didn't write down the figure is i don't like seeing teams return kickoffs i want to see our kickoffs go all the way into the end zone where it's a touchback most of these guys now, if they're pretty good, they're they're taking the ball two, maybe a yard or two deep in the end zone, and they're bringing it out. One time, the Wake Forest guy took it at his own two-yard line and just took a touchback. I, I was shocked, and they were down a lot of points. That kickoff return play is a dynamic play. Why the hell the guy wouldn't try to return it is beyond me. But on kickoffs, Span has found his niche for this team. Span now has become very confident, and I think yes. he's got the green light. If you're on the goal line, maybe one yard back in the goal, or certainly forward of that, if you feel it, you see it, go for it. He's got enough speed to get to that 20-yard marker, if nothing else. And he's got more speed. He almost broke one on Saturday. So he's doing a great job. Keon Coleman has cemented the punt uh, return. Uh, he's, he, he's catching every ball, which yeah. is really, really good. So we're doing really good on our special teams. Yeah. Uh, one other thing, uh, uh, Fitz did miss a f- makeable field goal. He, yeah. he hit the upright. He got a doink. And yeah. that was the first miss of the year he's, you know, that he had. So uh, he's doing very well. He shouldn't allow that to affect him at all. It was very close. Just go and do what you do, Fitz. Just keep yeah. kicking the ball. Yeah, and, and to your point on Span, I, I think you said it. He's playing, it feels like he's playing with confidence. Since he got that touchdown, it, it feels like now he he has the confidence that he's he's broken that line. It's like, now I know I can do it. I feel like now everyone I, I have in my hands, I can break that. It's like instilled that he needed just like that, that mental barrier to be broken and now he feels like he is that dynamic player because he is that dynamic player so it's great to see him playing with yeah. confidence back there and he feels like every time the ball's in the sand he can break one because it's true he's that type of that speed is, is killer on the field and, and it's great to see him playing with confidence and to your point Keon's hands are you know are you know aren't dropping that football so exceptional. He, he, he is you know once again we were able to pray that was some of our concerns you know, coming into the season with losing Micah Pittman, who was just reliable at catching the football, right. Keon's been able to take that and obviously do a lot more on both sides on the, on the offensive side. But um, he's he's taking that role yeah, on I, and, he, and he stayed injury free, which is good. I thought too, uh, our third down efficiency, we were seven of fourteen at fifty percent, which is not a bad average. You know, oh, nationally, yeah. nationally, oh. that's not too bad 
and I think it, it it exceeded what our national average was uh, coming into the game. So I was happy to see to see that uh, in that regard. I thought our rushing at 126 yards uh, could have been a little bit better, but I was very impressed with the opening game plan when we came out throwing the ball. And I think Keon had three of the first four balls that were thrown out to He was targeted the first four times, I think. No yeah. Johnny Wilson in the game. Yeah. I like that decision. Keep Johnny out. Depending on his injury, if, he's, if he can get back in a little bit this week, just to get him on the field. Just to get on the field in competition, even if you don't target Johnny Wilson, let him run a few patterns, let him get into play, because the next week, November the 11th, you're playing Miami, you need both those guys out yes. there. So I like the way we're nursing these guys along and, 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 and being smart in that regard. Absolutely. And it feels like, it, it, to your point, we ran for what, 4.2 yards per carry. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a good average. It's not bad, but it's not... I, I think what people are saying is like Benson's not having the 100, 150 yard games like he did late last season, right? But he's still, statistically wise, I still think on track for the yardage he had last year. So it's not like he's taking this whole step backwards. I do feel like the last few games he's been running harder. He like when he, he is getting those extra yards that we maybe didn't feel like he was getting earlier in the season. But he, when he's, the ball's in his hand, he like we saw receiving the ball this year. I think it's been a lot more dangerous. We you saw in the screenplay that that screenplay call was just a well. I mean, that's a great. They they set Wake Forest up totally. They bid on it, and then what I what I've seen differently in Trey Benson this year, it feels like he's finishing runs better, especially long runs. Last year, I, I wasn't sure if he had the kind of breakaway speed or the finishing speed. Oh, he, yeah, he's got the breakaway like he, speed. This year is finishing run strong, especially on that screen pass. But he take yeah. that 80-plus. Oh, 80 that was uh, – yeah, yeah. It was a great play uh, call, it, first Great of all. play. And, and let's say this about Benson. Now that he's put that on tape as well as being a receiver, okay, yep. you know, he when he gets through a hole, he is gone. Yep. This guy is a sprinter deluxe. He's built like a bull. And now he has shown he can catch the ball. You don't totally think late, the Sunday totally the Sunday teams look at that? The Sunday teams want a back. Cam Akers could catch the ball, okay? If, if you're a one-dimensional back, you have a hard time making it on Sunday. Trey Benson is now showing I can do all of that and I can run over people. And, I, and I'll be honest, I still put a little bit of the blame on our offensive line. I think it's an average, maybe an average plus offensive line. That has slowed him down a little bit. What do you think of Lawrence to Toafili? He only had one carry. Do you think he's been hurt or what? what's the deal on that? I think it's just game plan. Uh, once again, this one is just... carry for him? A little unusual. But once again, it, it didn't feel like they were trying to force feed the running game this weekend. I, I and think maybe they, they didn't taking, want to get him hurt, too. No, I don't I, know. I don't think that's playing the consideration. But, you know, he was on the field. It wasn't like he was on the field. He, no, his snap count, he was 25, he was 25 snaps a on the field. One Benson carry? Was 29. One carry seemed a little unusual to me. That's all. I, I, I look for the abnormalities I, at times. But once again, I mean, Trey only had 10. And then, because I, but I think it's the rotational thing. Once again, no back on this team is going to have 20, 25 carries again. Oh, okay. And yeah. I think it was like, okay, let's 
Let's go Kazai or Rodney. And, and then by the, the game was over. Rodney at Hill looked good. Rodney the game Hill was good. over at halftime. So right. like if this game goes deeper, maybe Tofilly gets more actual carries. Maybe he gets more balls right. in his hands. But I think right. it just didn't set up like that. When you have you can go four deep on on running backs, there's just gonna be some weeks where Toa doesn't get the ball or Rodney doesn't get the ball. I mean, yeah. it was good to see you know Kazai get more touches than. Before, because once again, it looks like sometimes these guys disappear, but it's just a matter of depth and a matter of what the you know what the game plan is or, or what the defense is giving you. And honestly, what time the game's over at? Because the game was honestly over at halftime, and then it was kind of just like, what yeah, are we gonna do kinda, there? let's play it out. Yeah, yeah let's it, play it, it out. Exactly. Uh, the other thing, uh, Keon Coleman had two touchdowns, right? Two yep. touchdown receptions. Yep. Yeah, the TV announcers were making a big deal starting out the game him against this all all mr uh, d back they call him the walking seat belt <laughs> the walking seat walking seat belt carson last name carson the defense back he played solo on an island most of the whole game against coleman coleman lit him up oh, i mean and once again that's the now, i'm not saying the guy's a bad player but keon coleman looks like a pro playing in college right now I mean, he oh, yeah. is built like a pro. He plays like a pro. He He's not, you know, I think one time he, he caught a touchdown. Maybe it was somebody else. I don't know. He just kind of handed the ball to the uh, the ref. I mean, he's not showing. He's going like, oh, I've I, done this before. It's not my first time. This guy is a Sunday player, and it's unfortunate we're only going to see him in a Florida State uniform for one season. I know. That's I love. That's what I love about him is that he just handles everything. Just he's just calm. He's going he, to work. He's yeah. going to work. I mean, this is street, a this is work. Just, Look at this. Yeah, that was Carson. He ditched back there and he just stiff arms this guy. It looks like he's a little league player. It's just I in mean, the open field. Watch this. This is Carson. Just bad angle, bad tackle. This guy just stiff arms a classic. He walks into the end zone. And, you know, he's just a pro. He's a pro, yeah. and he looks like a pro. The other guy that's a silent guy who will be back next year, in my opinion, is Morlock. This yeah. guy's hands. He's got they, soft hands. Very he's soft got hands. great soft hands. I love it when they throw him the ball. He is going to be a huge asset to this team next season. Next uh, I, season. I agree with that. And he's I, I a think, huge asset now. I think I think some of the negatives against him, what, what I've seen or kind of heard is that some of it, his blocking may not be up to the level coming they from, block. especially coming from a D3, that that's where it needs to improve. But yeah, I think that's that's going to come along. But you can't teach a guy to catch. That, that You can't no, teach a no. tight end to catch. No. Um, and I no. think he's made some good plays so far that, like you said, he'll be an asset in this offense. And as we know, uh, Norvell, if he can if he can find a good tight end, just like on a play like this, it, it, he finds ways to get open it, and he bails you know bails Dorn Travis out here and makes a great grab on the run, which I he you is know, yeah, I'll, and he'll be here another year. They, this kid's not going to the NFL. He's like not going anywhere. So if you get him yeah. or Keiston back, uh, you know you're you'll well. You're gonna have, and Kentron. He made he missed the ball. He dropped the ball, but he also made a good catch. I made a note on Kentron made a good ball. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Fun. Kentron has this, he has this Johnny Wilson uh, type potential. Okay. I'm not going to say a Keon Coleman type potential, but he's got a Johnny Wilson potential. And I think he's going to make a big contribution in, in games this year as well, more next year. It's his position to lose next year. 
he is going to be the starter, you know, in my opinion. So, you know, he he looked really good as well. But, yeah, this game was over at halftime. You're exactly right. Uh, uh, the two quarterbacks for uh, Clemson were ineffective. Uh, their offensive line was not very good. And Florida State teed off against them and had a, had a very good field day. And the thing that stood out to me, because I've been critical on this, and I want to give people praise after I've been critical of them, I thought this was Jordan Travis, one of his better passing games in terms of locating the deep ball. I've been very critical of him in terms of, I, I, I think in a lot of games this season, he's been overthrowing balls or just not being able to connect that deep ball consistently enough, where I think some, some of these games could have been over a lot sooner, or you know they could have been blowouts even bigger if he connects on it. But I thought this game, he was on the money on many of these deep balls. I think one of them, here's an example of one. He hits Jaheim Bell, and and this is the play I love. He hits Jaheim Bell on this ball. I'll bring it up here. And I, I uh, right down, right down the seam there. Jaheim Bell on the money, on the yeah. money, on the yeah. linebacker. He exploits yeah. that matchup so perfectly with this ball. It, it's if he can do that consistently. I mean that that's how you make money in the NFL, right? That's by exploiting that one-on-one matchup with an athletic tight end like Jaheim, that's such a great ball by him. I love seeing that. This whole this whole this whole rest of the season is very interesting because this team has so many offensive weapons. And if I say this, and I'm putting pressure on them, and I've been doing it all season, this offensive line now holds the key to how far this team goes. Okay, this offensive line holds the key. They have to play at a higher level in these final games we're facing because Jordan, if he can look at three different receivers, he's going to find a guy. These guys are going to be open and they can catch the damn ball if they give him the time. Okay, they're a great play by Morlock. Great play by Morley. But another a great, a great throw. But you understand my point. Do yeah, you agree absolutely. with me that well, the offensive line yeah. is the key to this? Absolutely, absolutely. And if he can make throws like that consistently, you're you have this. That's how the offense fully unlocks. If he is able to sit in that but pocket, I, like I you also said, sit in the pocket and deliver a ball like that over the shoulder consistently. But KB, I also like that we were playing the short passing game as well at times. Yeah. We're doing the little flares to the back. We're doing little crossovers. I like that because those plays yeah, like that. are there. The, take the short ones as well. Don't show that one. That's yeah, yeah. my like point that. about the offensive line. Yeah, that's not on okay. the offensive Okay, that's now, I did have a little concern in the first quarter. The first drive, we go right down and we make a great play and a touchdown, well, period. Well, now, wait a minute. No, the, the, well, no, the, I don't. I don't think that, it was a great play by Jordan. It was not okay. a well executed. Okay, I'm <laughs> just saying. I'm saying, and then he makes a play of it. The first possession. Yeah. yeah the first yeah, overall possession, yeah, we get a drive. touchdown. The second possession, we punt three yeah. and out or whatever. We have a punt. Third possession, we have to punt the ball away. Fourth possession, we did end up with a 46 yard. Field goal. I thought Jordan was a little bit off, or the receivers were off. I'm not going to blame Jordan all the time. There was some because I, I saw Jordan moving his hands to receivers when we missed on a third. You know, we were there was some inefficiency there for the offense 
there right after that first drive. That concerned me a little bit, but then we caught fire and we took it the rest of the way. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I, you know I, what I'm talking they about. Start, right? No, they started a little bit slow, and you could say, "Well, ten points isn't slow." Um, but well, like you said, it's yeah. it's more about those sustained drives and not going three and out or three and out. Right. I, I think with this offense, and, and some of it, like you said, comes on the offensive line. I don't know, and I think this has been a constant. Is that somehow defensive lines only rushing three are getting to Jordan? They're getting that, there. That's not acceptable. When a team it rushes is, three defenders, they should not, not get to the quarterback. And I think you saw that a little bit last week on the on the second half or going into the second half on that when basically Syracuse or maybe it was Duke who was playing prevent was able to get the Jordan Travis three straight times when we were trying to get some points at the end of the half. I think it was against Duke, maybe. And then this week, a three-man rush on Wake was somehow able to generate pressure. And I don't know if it's just like the ship. I don't think they respect. Block who. I don't think that I. I don't think teams when they game plan us no, give I, total I respect to this offensive line. I think they I don't see think it's it anything as, about respect. It's just block well, three of men. course, it's I, respect I, 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 if you're only rushing three guys. If you no, think I, you I, can get there, no, no I, I don't okay. think that's what Wake Forest. Is thinking at all i don't think they were like oh we're only going to send three men we're going to get no, no. I, mean, they I think it's it just up. they are playing the defense but that that defense should not be able to send three men and get pressure on the quarterback i'm okay just, so why what's he what what is what do you think i don't know alice atkins got to look at the tape and figure out why the hell is this happening too often than not that that's what has to happen i don't know if it's they need to he, he has a he has or, less of a task than Deion sanders done on the offensive line i'll tell you that shit. it's you know it, the offensive linemen are the toughest guys to find. They're the toughest guys you're to not, find you're out not, there. Yeah, you're not. That's not breaking news. That's not breaking news. No, you're no, I know. So I'm not trying to break any news. I'm just trying to tell you this team will go as far as this offensive line carries them the rest of the way. They cannot. They cannot continue to give up these jail breaks to get to your quarterback because you do that, you're going to get your quarterback out of the game. And then, then we're going to say, oh, whoa, whoa. So they have to step up and start holding down people for four seconds. Yep. Uh, and then one thing I do want to note, because we did see a little bit of a tape this weekend, uh, thankfully. I'm glad he got some uh, he got some air time, because I do like to see when he's on the field and what he's got. I thought I thought the ball he delivered was awesome. Uh, that guy's got a rocket of an arm. And I keep forgetting that, but he, he's got a – who he's got oh Tate. Tate. He look at the delivery on that ball over the middle. Like, oh Tate's got a gun. He's got a gun. He just doesn't have the experience okay, yet. But you can't. But, yeah. I no, I didn't I, say I, it. I'm just talking about what I'm seeing on the field. That right. a rope over the middle. The guy you can see the guy that double clutch it because it was going so fast on, onto his hands. That that's a great. He looks a lot more comfortable. I know it's the end of the game, but he looks comfortable operating the offense like. And we saw it in the Louisville game. He, look at him in the pocket. He did. That guy was coming right off the edge quickly against, you know, a young offensive lineman. Tate didn't rush. He used his athleticism. He Manage the game. Manage exactly. the and game. That's what Manage like. the game. That's what I'm seeing from Tate. Last yeah. year, the year before, you know, we saw a, a kind of a, a hectic, you know, guy. But he yeah, seems he looked, comfortable. Yeah. He seems okay. comfortable with it. And that's what I wanted to see. In that he's the guy. Time. He's the guy starting out next year. It's his job to lose. I don't, I don't think that necessarily. I do. I think I it's, think, I think it's his job to lose next year. Uh, the other impressive thing, no fumbles and no interceptions. Yep. No turnovers. That's a big deal, when, especially when you have high penalties, which we did over 100 yards. 
No interceptions, no fumbles. Keep it clean. Keep it clean. You know, that's this, a big deal. The running backs have done a great job of not dropping the football. They, when they've had the ball, Trey and them have done a great job of not letting the ball loose on the ground. And Jordan, you know, there's some games where you're like, well, why did he throw it there? But once again, I, and that's one thing I think sometimes you can clean up. You saw it on that clip before where he took the sack. Instead of throwing the ball away, he took the sack, and he kind of I tried know. to throw it away at the last minute. I know. Those are the types of – he always wants to make a big play, and I love that about him. He always wants to move the football. He always wants to make the play. But those things against better teams are boom or bust. He, you know, he may have – he may get – maybe he gets out of that, and he saves the day. And, like, some of those things we saw against Duke where he threw the interception for the pick six, you know – Maybe you can't pull that off against a Miami who has There's no a, a reason for Jordan. The line, there is you know? no reason for Jordan, given the weapons he has on offense, to have to force balls into coverages. Okay, he got away with one early in the game uh, against Wake. Yeah, uh, they yeah, almost picked oh, that dropped. pass off. I think that was on the receiver, though. That's, well, I, I, I don't care. I don't know who it was on. I don't have the headphone on. I'm not down there. Well, but I'm he got away with one. He got okay. away with one. Now. My last thought on, on, on for me tonight is this. What the hell is this big mouth, the guy, Pat McAfee, leaves FSU out of the Final Four. He was on the college he game is. day. He the did. He watches eight hours he, of college football he, the entire time. I know. Year. I don't give a shit, but he, 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 he speaks like he's an expert. Florida State doesn't deserve to be in there. I, I, he it's thinks their schedule is not that good. You know, blah, 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 you know. And I hope Florida State fans react to that. If you want to react to some, react to that nonsense. This guy's just a clown trying to make money, and he, and he was crapping all over Florida State, and I didn't take it nicely. He, he, he's, he's an and I've shout out to you, McAfee. Come on this show and explain what you're saying about Florida State not deserving to be in there. Come he, on, anytime. No, but once again, he's the guy that he knows what his job is. It's a generate conversation generate clicks and that's uh, what yeah, well there's so a lot of media guys out there just to generate clicks okay yeah. and we know who they are uh richard said the trout were to go down for whatever reason i have full confidence take to be able to take over and beat us the victory and i would say once again it's hard to say because we've only seen him in one game action yeah, he did lead us back to, to victory he did lead us back yeah. to victory in that louisville game which was a well, big game last year you know uh, what's interesting is louisville is now tracking for a collision course with Virginia Tech for second place in the ACC. And the winner of that game could likely, could likely, since UNC lost, could likely face Florida State. But to your point, back to the question, is that I think it's, it, it, as long as you have somebody capable of reading the defense and throwing the ball with these weapons, there'll be a lot softer of a pillow to fall on than say two or three years ago when it was more of a mess. But I don't even want to play the scenario out because I love Travis and I, and I think he's coming off the best game of his season last week. Again, uh, Wake Forest, like I said, I think last week was one of his best passing games of his career in terms of placement, throwing the deep ball and making decisions. I hope he just continues to build off of this into Pitt, into Miami, and then in Florida and moving forward. So, um, but yeah, I, we'll, we'll, I hope best, they don't have to play out that scenario. <laughs> the best... The best thing that Tate can do, the best thing that this team can do, the best thing that the coaches can do is make sure every player that's not in the game 
is mentally prepared to go into the game and to take over the game. And for quarterbacks, that's very important that they're not over there BSing with their friends, that they're locked in because at any time they could go into the game. And I think Tate maybe is ready for that because he's going to get opportunities sooner or later. Uh, yeah, I don't doubt that. So once again, I, I would grade Florida State's performance this past weekend as as an A hey. plus. I, I I don't see anything. Hey. Once again, defense is playing its butt off. They're they're playing at a very great to elite level at this moment. And uh, once again, the offense is starting to starting to click more and more each week. We know what Keon can do. Once you get Johnny Wilson back, that brings back that next dimension of it. It's just who's that? Who's that third receiver? Who's going to be that that third? When, when I mean, we were missing Hakeem Destin uh, and the third the third player that's missing out of my mind. But I mean, you were down some guys this weekend. Like I didn't think it was as big of an impact as the commentators are trying to make it feel because you have so many weapons on this team. But we're still who's going to be that slot guy? Who's going to be that third receiver that makes it kind of breaks open? I think it's Jaheim. It's Morlock. It's going to be those tight ends, obviously. But I love Jekai. to see. Maybe Jakai. Yeah, when he, I wanted him to break that touchdown so much. He, and it yeah. was an arm tackle. He's got good. He's got good hands. Yeah, he no. And Jordan caught him on that pass, a great pass over the middle, and Jakai caught it. I was hoping he would break that because I want him to break that mental wall now and get that touch, his first touchdown after the injury. Uh, so I think Jakai once again. I, I think you're right. He could start making some plays down the stretch here, and I'm hoping for it. Um, they also want Destin to get in too. So, yeah. So we'll move on to Pittsburgh. Uh, we'll have a preview show on uh, Thursday uh, for that, and uh, we'll move forward uh, there. Uh, to wrap up, then we want to talk about the preview show. So we have the college football playoff ranking show that's on Tuesday, yeah, and obviously tomorrow. we want to. Uh, Get our, your thoughts on that before we close down for tonight's show. So, like you said, Pat McAfee was talking junk that Florida State shouldn't be in the top four. He said Oklahoma, you know, Oklahoma had struggled the week before UCF, and now they lost. So he looks dumb. And you look at teams, you know, the teams in front of Florida State, uh, you, know, you have Ohio State, you have Georgia, um, and then you have, uh, I can't remember, uh, but you have Ohio State, you have uh, Georgia, um, and, and you got, you know, I think Florida State obviously is going to be in the top four. I can see them as number three at this moment. You, I, I think with Ohio State and Florida State, it's tough. Michigan, you know, you obviously are going to play one or two. Michigan hasn't played anybody. That's the issue. People are saying they look like the most complete team because they're blowing out teams by 40, but they're also playing some of the – they have probably one of the worst strengths of schedules of the top four teams. And so that's where I didn't understand what Pat McAfee was saying because he's like Florida State barely got by Boston College, they barely, you know, they and they don't, they haven't played anybody. I'm like, have you looked at Michigan's schedule? They they literally haven't played anybody yet, and they'll play one team the entire season. Well, so, one of them is going to lose. Michigan, Ohio State. One of the two is going to get a loss. It will depend on how bad that loss is. Yeah. yeah. Florida yeah. State is going to be in the top four when this ranking comes out. Uh, Tomorrow, they're going to be in the top four, okay? There's no doubt about that. Uh, and they control their own destiny. But against Pittsburgh, you can't squeak by, okay? Yeah, you've I, got to beat the spread, and you've got, to, you've got to dominate like you've done the last two weeks. Dominate, dominate. Yeah. That's the word, dominate. And I, I, yeah, and I think they are. They're game plan. They, last weekend against Wake, 
they were passing all the way through the fourth quarter. I think they know what they need to do, and they're going to go out and dominate all four quarters. And and you've got a good Washington Husky team out there at five and Oregon at six, a one-loss team. People love those teams out there. So I think Florida State is not getting the big respect that they should, so we can't slip up. Slipping up in any way, even if you're winning and it's not looking good, could hurt you in the chase. Where do you see Florida State then tomorrow? When the, four. Uh, I see them at four. You see them at four? Yep. Okay. You don't see them jumping Ohio State or... No, no, no. I, at best, three. At worst, four. Yeah, I would agree. With you. I, I don't... If for some reason, hell, Washington jumps... I don't know how... Yeah, I, I, Washington's been struggling the last couple of weeks. I think they're sort of in that scenario with Oklahoma right now. They have a they have an elite quarterback. He's you know, Penix is, is a I think, probably win the Heisman. He is, but outside of that, they have been sort of teetering on the edge of getting almost Oklahoma. And yeah, I, I would agree. I, I think we've done before. enough. I think we've done 100%. enough. We beat LSU, a good LSU. We beat uh, we Clemson on a. People say, well, they're having a bad year. We still beat them. You have to go through Clemson to win the ACC. We've gone through Clemson. We beat LSU, and we've continued to win, and now we're looking dominant. That's the key word. Are you playing in a dominant fashion? You get out there, you kick ass, okay? You're not satisfied, okay? If you're up 34 to 10 at halftime, you can't be satisfied, now, there is a point you start getting players out, but your other players have to go in there and perform, okay? You're out there to get points. You're not there to kill time. You're out there to get points, period. And okay. if you're not going to do that, you're not on the field, okay? Yeah. This is a chase of about six to seven teams to get into those final four. Yeah, Next year, would, we'll be yeah. talking about 12. I you know, that's a different scenario. To be, yeah, three, you know, I'm really interested to see where they place Michigan. If Michigan, once again, see two in the AP poll, but I think they're getting a lot of box score and analysis. Um, people see how much they're blowing people out, but once again, they haven't played anybody. So I'm interested to see where they place Michigan. Florida State, obviously, is going to be in the top four, but it'll be interesting to see if they well, place Michigan on two or three or four. Because I think Michigan could slide between two or four very, it's, very much. It's obvious to us that Florida State should be no worse than four, but could we see the board and, and they put Washington in there? They I, could. I don't, I don't see They could. Anything. We don't know this. If they do that, the Michigan should be in the top four. If they do that, the Michigan shouldn't be in the top four either. So uh it'll be it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. But Bureau says there's an argument to me on what the committee values for any position one to four. I haven't said three, but there's no way we're any lower than four. I would agree with that. Yeah, I, I agree I, with I would, that. I would agree I with agree. that. But it'll be interesting. Once again, you never know how these how this committee is going to rank people what they value the most, as B. Riley said. So well, it'll be interesting. Yeah, and I know we're going to finish this out right now, but I think in this, in the last two games, we have accomplished our goals. Okay, you have to have goals beyond winning. Winning is an automatic. Winning is an automatic. It's how we win. That's the key. You can't look sloppy anymore. You can't have multiple turnovers and skim by these remaining opponents whose records really aren't that great, okay? Even though the biggest problem is you got two in-state rivalry games coming up and an ACC championship game as three, three tough games there. Do not rule out Miami 
or Florida in giving you tough games. Okay, they're gonna they're gonna come in and give tough games. Yeah, T. Murray says it's got to beat Miami and UF by seventeen plus because Washington plays three ranked teams to end the season. Okay, I seconds. I agree with uh, Mr. Murray there uh, that you can't. I don't know if you just beat Miami or Florida in overtime or you beat them by three points. That could leave you out of the party. That could leave you without a chair. And and that would be sad. That would be sad because no. this team is, you know, it could happen. But that's but, assuming Washington beats all those teams too. Well, that's true. If Washington loses, then they're, you know, once again, I think right. there's going to be some turmoil. Well, let's Washington. not worry about everybody else. We need to understand what our goals are. But you're talking are about blowing out teams. First of all, you have to beat the team. I didn't say blow out. I said Beating the, spread, the beating the spread is, is kind of what the experts... You know, the guys who set the spread, these gamblers, they're kind of experts in the business, okay? They look at, all oh, that's your damn job. So if you're not beating that spread, you know, there are questions, why not? Why didn't you? So, uh, you know, let's not, let's not understate that. It's important. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah, so if Oklahoma losing, there's no chance for five undefeated conference champions. When we're in, we don't have to have style points. Oklahoma's not even a question. But he but, said when they're losing, there won't be four, five undefeated conference champions. So if we win out, essentially, right, and win the right. conference championship, then there would be no undefeated. There won't be more than five undefeated. So if we're undefeated, we should be in. Because yeah, they're not going to take a one-loss no, team no, right. over an undefeated If, if there's five, though. There's only there's four not. chairs. There, there can't be. There's there four can't be. chairs. But there okay. can't be any five more than five. Okay. Well, let's just. I, I just want to take We're care of our business. I, I don't want to get into the top no, I don't. And you know what? It's a shame that JMU can't even get recognized. And you know what? The TV announcers. I watched some of that game. The TV announcers even said they don't understand the NCAA on this one. It makes no sense. You know the statistics for JMU. This season, maybe it was last season or the next, I don't even know. The two seasons of transition don't even count. They don't even count. They do the rules. That, listen, that makes, it's stupid. It makes absolutely no sense. And NCAA, you got, what the hell is the matter with you? I don't know why you're even asking that question. Well, it's stupid. <laughs> it's stupid, you know? It's penalizing a team who's trying to upgrade their program. That's the bottom line. Makes no sense. Um, all right. And someone goes, what's the spread for the pick game? I think right now in DraftKings, it's at 21 and a half for yeah. State. Yeah, 21 I think half. so. Yeah. But uh, come by on Thursday. We'll have that preview show. So drop by with your questions, comments for that show. We thank you all for coming by. I'll be in the road studio. The road studio. But uh, we'll see what the what Kennedy says tomorrow. So, uh, yeah. Tweet at us, let us know your thoughts, and bring those comments on Thursday when we discuss the playoff rankings and where we landed, hopefully in a good spot. Hey, hopefully hey and hopefully a big shout-out to all our viewers, followers here. We try to get your comments up, you know, and, and you guys are great. We appreciate you joining us. You know, we do this for you guys. We do it for ourselves. We're having fun with it, and uh, that's what we're here for. So we appreciate you guys being here. Hit that like and subscribe leave a comment if you would we don't ask that a lot and we appreciate you guys a lot absolutely gonna run to dinner hope you all are too have a great monday have a great rest of your week and we will see you on thursday have a great one y'all take care speak soon bye bye